Uh, we, we've been in talking about fall, talking about um, Jesus and the, the, the God that Paul served, the one that called, um, called Paul to the ministry. Um, Sister Rosie mentioned this morning about Paul, Saul. <laughs> His name was, um, was first called Saul of uh, Tarsus, right? And, and that he was the big one, Saul, the big one. Exalted, the lifted up one. Well recognized by men. He um, was a very intelligent man. But when he came to Christ, he was no more the big one. But he was small, uh, Paul the small or the little one. That's what I mean. Just, he, just, uh, he was humble. He, he, um, he, for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. And the man uh, loved God. He, he loved the Lord. And Peter, an apostle. And you know, Peter was a great man. Peter became a great man. He didn't start it out very, very great, but he, by the day of Pentecost, he became a, a great, um, really a great man. The day of Pentecost, when the when the Holy Spirit came upon Peter, but Peter had a wonderful word uh, for Paul, and uh, of course they were friends. They may spend time together because. Peter went down to, was it Antioch, to, to visit. <laughs> and when he went down to visit, um, Paul uh, had a few words, they had a few words and straightened out uh, some things because he said, and when Peter was come to Antioch, um, he approached him, right? Because he was to be blamed. And you know the lesson of that. Uh, but yet Paul, I mean, Peter had a good uh, word for Paul. He didn't get upset and moody and proud, but he showed the right spirit um, to Paul. And uh, uh, when uh, Paul confronted him and Paul rebuked him uh, and set uh, things in order right there, and Peter took it pretty good. And look at what Peter had to say about Paul in the um, closing letter. What a way to close. What a, what a way to close. And uh, how he closed the uh, second um, uh, epistle, right? Second Peter chapter 3 um, said, um, uh, Paul, and, and this was uh, to me uh, one of Peter Peter's greatest writing right here. And yet, look how humble himself was. And in verse um, 15, 16, uh, yes, let me read for verse 15. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is uh, chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, 15. An account, let's all read. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved. Brother Paul, also, according to the wisdom given unto him, had written unto you, as also in all his epistles. Notice, you see that word? All of his um, epistles, speaking in them of these things. Notice, these things, that means Peter was saying a lot of what Paul had already said. If you read it, you'll find out. They, these are these men of God were very close. He didn't one preach, one say something, and the other one get up and totally ignore what the one before said and go off on a new message. That's ignorance. See, that's ignorant. You don't have to show how smart you are when there's a foundation. But notice what he's doing. He's saying, our beloved brother Paul. Uh, as also in all of his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood. He sent Paul. He sent. He was directing his followers to go read what Paul said, and it's hard. 
but Peter confirming that what Paul was saying was right. See, so um, did that take anything away from Peter? No. When when you uh, when you uh, speak good, lift up someone that uh, uh, speaking the truth or have the word of God, that doesn't take anything away from you. See, uh, if you want to go up, you humble yourself. He said that uh, uh, in them speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. Have you ever seen Paul's writing on hard to be understood? The old Bible. And which uh, they that are unlearned, that means unlearned doesn't mean that you have 10 degrees, uh, uh, you know, or so on. That means you're smart. That, it's not dealing with that. Unlearning scriptures. Because you can be the most, you can be a, the most qualified. Naturally, worldly. Remember uh, Isaiah? The book was give, given to him that is learned. Said, read this or interpret it, I pray. But he couldn't. Why not? Because it's sealed. And then it was taken and to, given to one that was not learned. He said, I, I have not even been to school. I can't even read. Save alone to uh, break the seals. See, so it's not your natural education. It's an anointing. It's a revelation. When uh, uh, Paul said that when, um, when it pleased God who called me and separated me from my mother's womb to reveal his son in me immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood because flesh and blood cannot um, reveal this to you. Jesus told that to Peter, said, but it's my father which is in heaven. Then he goes on, uh, he said, which they that are unlearned and unstable, see, unlearned and unstable, rest. Um, Mike, Micah said something wonderful about uh, 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 being stable. See, you, you can't be here and you're gone tomorrow. Here today, gone tomorrow. When it's time for church and you could get up and come to church, you, you're doing something else. Which they that are unlearned and unstable, rest. They're trying to interpret but they didn't get it right. They rest it. As they do also the other scriptures. But they don't get away with it. Unto their own destruction. And it will destroy everybody that listens to you also. Okay. So the good words that he had for. Um, that Peter had for, um, for Paul. Ye therefore beloved. Seeing he know these things before. Beware lest he also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall, uh, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace. Are you going to do what? Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now, right now, today. In the church. And you don't stop. But you continue forever. Both now. Don't wait, for, don't wait for the kingdom. Don't wait till we get to heaven. Don't wait. Both now. You give him glory. Both now. And forever. For the rest of your life. Forever. Forever. For eternity. See so. You're waiting till you get to heaven. To shout. When I get to heaven. I'm going to shout and praise God. You better do it right now. Otherwise. You get to heaven, you'll be so stiff, you can't run. You can't praise him. You can't, if you can't lift your hands up now, uh, you know, I wouldn't wait so long. You need to do it right now. So those are the good uh, uh, report and spirit and commendation that, uh, that Peter had for Paul. And in Romans, we've been studying Romans, and it is such a wonderful uh, word, such a wonderful word of God. That where uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 1 to about 7. And I told you that I got inspired because of, um, and I'm on my fifth uh, CD right now, uh, because of um, uh, a message that I heard Brother uh, John Paul Marlowe spoke a few weeks back in, uh, in Bradington. I was listening to it. So, um, uh, Paul, uh, ver verse 1, Paul a servant of Jesus Christ. Look at how powerful this is. Uh, a servant, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Who, 
Whose servant was he? He was a servant of Jesus Christ. Um, not just a servant of men. Because you can be a servant. You want a job and you have a job. You're the servant of that job. But you're not chained to that job. Okay. You're not set apart. Committed to that job. Where this is it. If this is um, that job take all your attention. And you don't have any for the Lord. But you're caught up with you. Your job. And you're focused on that. All your focus is on that. But you forget the church, you forget the house of the Lord, you forget the things of God, and you're not a servant. Oh, you visit, you help once in a while, but doesn't mean you're a servant. Nobody can count on you. If they don't ask you or beg you, you will not do it. But not so for Paul. Paul was a prisoner of um, Jesus Christ. He was like one chain to the cross. And uh, uh, he was called. To be an apostle. Or called an apostle. And then. He was a separated servant. He was separated from the world. Separated unto the gospel. Of God. The gospel of God is. Um, the gospel of the kingdom. See Jesus Christ is the good news. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That's when Christ returned. See the kingdom of God. Is Christ. Jesus Christ is the kingdom of God. There's no other kingdom beside Christ. And uh, that is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is everlasting dominion. And then notice, uh, I will just for a few minutes, that, that word servant. Okay? Servant. It goes more than just mapping the floor. That's good. Go ahead and do that. Cleaning the church. Um, helping. Cutting the grass. Cub webbing, the sanctuary, putting God first. When so when people come, now that's good. They see, oh my God, the church is cleaner than my house. But if your house is cleaner than the church and you didn't help, something was wrong with your spirit. You better, better think of what I'm saying. If uh, if we beautify uh, our house, our place, you wear your clothes nice and beautiful. While the church shut down, then you need to you need to check your spirit um, because when you go on call to be saint, <laughs> when you call a saint to be saint, that means you're totally sold out to God. See, and I'm talking to you today. Don't think I'm talking to somebody else. I'm talking to you today because you're living now, and others that's gone on before you have done it. That's why you could have this Bible. Somebody lived it. Somebody did it. Somebody was totally committed to God. Totally committed to God. And he said, he, Paul, the little one, he became a servant of Jesus Christ. All right. Um, uh, the Lord called him on the road to Damascus, changed him. And ever since then, Lord, what will you have me to do? And God was his master. God. Jesus Christ became his master and his Lord. But uh, let me let me read a couple of, of uh, a scripture here. Uh, just a couple of um, scripture that dealing with servants. Bear that in mind. So you'll get the message what a servant really is. And uh, in Galatians chapter 4. Look at Galatians I think. Let me see if that's uh, Galatians. Chapter 4. Um, maybe that's not the one I need as yet. Uh, but um, over in Revelation. I'll, I'll save that one. I'll come back there. But in Revelation. The um, seventh chapter. Look at Revelations chapter 7. And uh, after uh, the great multitude that was seen. And it was asked who are these? Chapter, uh, chapter 7, somebody help me, the verse there where it's uh, verse 9, is it? Okay, uh, yes, look at it. Uh, after this I beheld, let's read, and lo, a great multitude, which no man uh, could number, of all nations,
kindreds, people, and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Then, uh, where verse, uh, I want to just for time's sake, uh, these are the servants, where is it? Who are they? The question was asked. Verse, uh, and these are servants. Therefore are they before the, the throne of God and serving. 14. Uh, yes, verse 15. Uh, when he was asking, verse 14, and I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. Remember verse uh, uh, 13. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? I want you to pay attention here. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, notice, therefore, therefore, verse, therefore, are they before the throne of God. Where are they? Before the throne of God and serve Him. Are we talking about servants now? Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. I want to I'm enlarging on that word servant and you just don't think that, oh well, uh, servant just come and clean the church once a month or so on. And that's good. But it goes more than that. It's a total dedication of your life to him. Okay? And he said, therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them and they shall hunger read on and put it up there they shall next verse they shall hunger no more neither thirst anymore neither shall the sun light on them or any uh, heat for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. So do you see that? They are before the throne of God. As a servant. And what? See that word serve. A servant. Serving. Not once in a while. Okay. So we get stuck up because once in a while we do something. And we are ready for the... Uh, the kingdom and we are going to get such a wonderful place and there's nobody like us. Here's a people. The devil attacked them. They've got problems like us. Sickness and all that. The human being. But yet they overcame him. By the blood of the lamb. And the word of their testimony. Yet they were had time to serve him. Day and night. It, that didn't just begin when they get to heaven or in the kingdom. But it starts from the church, from now. You remember like a Hannah? She wouldn't depart from the temple. She served God in her spirit, day and night. And uh, we can't even serve God once a, a few hours a week. Now, another scripture, what, what I'm enlarging on being a servant really is, not like how we think. Okay, I'm a servant of the Lord. So you give out a couple of tracts and come back home and you never... Come to church the next time. Okay, now in uh, chapter um, Revelations, go to Revelations, uh, chapter the last chapter in uh, Revelation, chapter 20, uh, 22, is it? About uh, serving, verse 3. But let me read from verse 4. I mean, verse 1 to verse 3. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. 
in the midst of the street. Is that right? In the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. One day when I have the Lord lead me, I preach on that. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nation. And there shall be no more curse. Look at that. No more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And shout glory. That's where we're heading. And his who? His servants shall serve him. And what? Oh, so here's Paul now a servant. Of Jesus Christ. Not only serving him. In this life. But in the life to come. If you want to be a servant. You can actually write your own ticket. Of the position you want to be in the kingdom. You can. Paul a servant. A servant. He was not forced to be a servant. He made himself. Willing. Amen. He made himself do it. A servant. Of Jesus Christ. And here in the kingdom. Where is he? Where is he? What is his position still in the kingdom? Verse. I just read that. Verse 3 says. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God. And of the Lamb shall. Be in it. And is Servants. That means Paul made it. A lot of other people are going to make it. His servants shall serve him. And here's the privilege you have. They shall see his face. And his name shall be in their forehead. That's that's a lot to shout right there. Do you, do you want a better position? You want a good position in the kingdom? Huh? You be a servant right now. You're not going to just get it over. God's no respect to a person where he's just going to put you in there and you get it right there and you you are uh, do nothing here. You do very little. You're too proud. You're too exalted. You're too busy. You don't have time because me, my hire had to do this and I forget the church of God. Huh? You've got to be a servant of God. If you don't serve him now, you're not going to get that position that you would like. And that's why they're going to be weeping. But I thought that I deserved this. What did you do? When you should have been standing with the church, you wasn't standing with the church. Oh, I couldn't stand with that. I got more things to do. Well, go ahead and do that. When it's all over, it says there, the first scripture there, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And it doesn't only mean that you come to church and you have to move your bed in here. That's not what it's talking about. But did you know you're the temple of God? Well, I can get up in the morning and serve God early morning and everybody else is sleeping. And I'm worshiping God in the temple. Let God arise. Let the Holy Ghost come down on me. So go back to Romans now. Let's move ahead here. Romans uh, chapter one, uh, chapter one. Paul and a, Paul, a servant. So you get a little bit about a servant, right? Uh, of uh, Jesus Christ called an apostle, but he was separated. That word "separated" means set apart. Also means sanctified, because you're you're justified, then you're set apart. Okay, and that set apart sanctification never uh, never ends until the redemption of the purchased position, which is your glorification, justification, sanctification, glorification. You'll always be set apart as long as you're in this world. 
you're set, you're, you're set apart for divine service. It, that never come to an end. That results in glorification. So he's set apart. Uh, which he had promised afore by his prophets. That's God right here. That promise afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord. That this that that's a mouthful. You you can you can be here forever. Because um, because here concerning his son Jesus Christ. Uh, how long would it take you to begin to describe when John said of all the, the things that he has done? If you sh they should be written, all the, the the world could not hold all the books. So what are you going to say concerning his son Jesus Christ? If I ask every one of you to tell me something about Jesus Christ, we'd be here all day. And you still have something to say about him. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Which was, you see how he extended, begin to explain. Which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. So here you have the son of God and the son of man. His son that became the son of, uh, of David. The son of God. Uh, took on flesh. The word became flesh. But when he became the son of David. And dwell among us. When he became the son of David. Was in. That's the scripture I, I went a little too early. Galatians uh, chapter uh, 4. Look at that now. Galatians chapter 4 verse. And verse 4. Says uh, here. But when the fullness for time's sake. But when the fullness of time was come, that's 2,000 years ago. That's the same seed that was promised in the garden. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, that's a virgin, Mary, made under the law. Why? To redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Adopt mean that he became a flesh human through the womb of a virgin to redeem us from the curse and the fall that we might receive the adoption. Abba, Father, we might be adopted in the family of Almighty God. But he, he was born of a, of a woman. Man, you're on fire today, aren't you? He was born of a of a woman. Uh, the seed of a woman in Genesis 3. 15. Uh, the Lord told Satan. That the seed of the woman. Would uh, bruise the head. Of the serpent. The government. The system of the, of the devil. And we can find that system in Revelation. And all over. Okay. Uh, all through the Bible. Will bruise it. The head of the, the serpent. Uh, the kingdoms of the devil. Daniel tells us the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Now also he's a, so bearing, he's a seed of the woman. But he's also the seed of, uh, of Abraham. Look in Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews uh, chapter 2 verse. Uh, what is it verse. Um, where is the seed of Abraham. Hebrews 2 verse 16. But uh, look, look, let me read on. Read on from verse uh, 14 down. Can you read that for me fast? Get it up here. My Bible speaks. For as much then as the children. Are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death. He might destroy him that has the power. Of death that is the devil. And, uh, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. Verse 16. For verily he took not on him the nature of angel. He bypassed that nature. 
Okay, he didn't take that. But look what he did. But he took on him the seed of Abraham. So in Galatians 4, 4, we have the seed of the woman. And now in Hebrews, we have another, the same seed from Abraham. So it's called the seed of Abraham. Are you following me? Uh, 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 verse, uh, verily, wherefore it be, and I'm going to close with this one here to something else. Wherefore, in all things it behoove him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Remember I told you a few weeks ago that reconciliation is not on God's part because God never never left us. Okay, God never fought. The reconciliation, Christ came to reconcile us, to bring us back to God, to bring peace between yourself, me, and you back to God, to reconcile us to God. So be reconciled. So we are ministers uh, of reconciliation to reconcile you. What am I doing here? I'm not your enemy. I'm trying to bring you back to God. But the enemy fights you. And the enemy don't want you to come back. And then I look all mean. And if you don't understand the word of God of the right spirit, you come to church afterwards, after, and Pastor, I want to talk to you. What for? You say this. Why did I say? Well, you're picking on me. Of course I'm picking on you. I'm glad you find out that's a good revelation. Because I'm trying to reconcile you. Trying to bring you back to God to show you. Because we are ambassadors. Okay? And we are sent to, to bring you. So you'll have a permanent visa. In the kingdom of God. That's what I'm here for. What do you think I'm here for? Huh? Somebody say that pastor is not good. You mean that ambassador is not good. And he's representing you before God. We beseech you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled. Jesus is not here in body form. But he left us. To reconcile you to God. So that's why you ought to love us. Love the minister. Because without us, where are you going? Well, I go to a church. You sure you can. Just like you can go to the grocery store. Now, in, where was I, in Hebrews? I touched that. Now, Jesus Christ um, is also of the seed of David. We have that in concerning, in Romans, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. So we have Abraham, the woman, in Galatians 4, for Abram, uh, as, uh, the seed of Abram, and now in Romans, he's the seed of David, according to the flesh. Amen? Now, God sent him. God sent him to, uh, it was declared to be the son of God with power. When he was born as a virgin, yes, he's born as a son. Son of man. But it's the resurrection. The cross was good. Dying on the cross was wonderful. You had to do that. He had to die. But he had to, uh, he had to rise again. Because if he did not rise. We had it in 1 Corinthians 15. From the dead. Or preaching is vain. Your faith is vain. But it's because of the resurrection. Why Christ is alive. God raised him from the dead. And he became the first fruit of them that slept. The first fruit of a new creation. See, we died in Adam. In Adam all died. We all fell asleep. Okay? We all fell asleep. When Christ died for you, you were asleep. We were dead in trespasses and sin. Ephesians chapter um, 2 tells us. Verse um, 1 says, What? And you have to be quickened. Quickened. Do you know what that means? New life. Born again. Quickened. Regenerate. You have to be quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein 
time pass, you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. And I don't care what you think that prince is. It's up to you. If you think he's just Adam the flesh or whatever, or some spirits or a bunch of evil spirits, your interpretation. Go ahead. But I know that there's something that had us in bondage. I know that there was something that had us in darkness. Whether it was Adam, the flesh, or whatever it might be, but you were in darkness. You who were sometimes darkness. Okay, let's let's focus on that. Let, let, let's not focus on the devil too much. Because uh, he's a goner, whatever it is. The flesh, whatever, he crucified the flesh, mortified the deeds of the body. God has answered for all of that. And if God has the answer, and if God be for us, who can be against us? And now we don't worry about, we, we worry about the light. Amen. Let's walk in the light as he is in the light. So, uh, so what was I saying? There, that uh, Ephesians 2 said the, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. Who were they? Where did they come from? Where are the children? You were part of it. And I was at. And it goes on, it tells you. Little more says. Among whom also we all had our conversation. But, but it's over now. We don't gossip and talk like them anymore. No. See? Uh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature. Notice. Nature. That's by you were born, born that way. The children have right. Underline that word right. Okay? Even as others. So there's not to brag about. And there's a, the only way you got out was because God helped you and quickened you. Verse verse 4 says, But God, uh, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead, notice, dead, he quickened the dead. When were you dead? You mean the graveyard dead are now dead. This life, dead in trespasses and sin. We were dead. In Adam all died. You didn't have to wait to go to the graveyard to find out you were dead. We are dead towards God right now. Amen. So I, 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 I'm not going to worry too much about a graveyard resurrection. I want to find out, am I coming alive right now? You at the quicken. Amen. Because unless he quickens you now, you're still going to be dead, graveyard dead anyhow. So you at the quicken who were dead in what? Trespasses and sins. Even when we were dead. Notice when. What? What what death? You mean out there death? No, it's a Adamic death. We were born dead. It's amazing. That little baby is born dead. Yeah. But it's dead. In trespasses and sins. All of us were dead. That little beautiful baby. Oh my perfect. No, it's not perfect. That little that little wait a few hours. Oh, wait a few hours when he wants, or uh, she wants the milk or whatever, something go. And, and babies, babies, somebody said, can a baby sin? All of sin. He didn't say all of sin except babies. He didn't put an age limit. All of sin. Because you're born with a nature. And the nature is sin. And that nature has got to be crucified, mortified. So all your education and your knowledge don't do no good for you. Unless that's chained to the cross of Calvary like Paul. Paul said, I count all things but lost, dumb. He didn't, he didn't glory in anything but the cross. And then it goes on, declared to be the son of God with power by the resurrection. That's back over in uh, Romans. Uh, uh, where enough. Okay, I'd raise us. There's so many beautiful scripture. Go back to Ephesians. Let me nail that down. Uh, go on down to verse 1. Even when we were dead. Notice. Even when we were dead in sins that quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Then, um, and he raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places. 
with uh, Christ Jesus. Uh, um, and there's a reason for this, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ. So you're worrying about what's going on here now. He quickens you together with Christ and made us sit together in heavenly places. You say that. I, I, I've never sat in heavenly places. Well, you don't understand the scripture that there are three heavens. The first heaven, the second heaven, and the third heaven. We're, so you're sitting in one of the heavens right now. But if you serve God, you're going to move on up. <laughs> you're going to get up in the penthouse one of these days for a while anyhow. You understand what I'm trying to say? But right now you're seated. This is a heavenly place where we are breaking the bread. Really said, I, you don't feel like that. What Gabriel, Gabriel could not do any more for you than what you're hearing today. Because I understand the gospel more than Gabriel does. I understand the blood and the power of the Holy Ghost. And did you know that God never made a promise, never made one promise to an angel? Well, are you all listening to what I'm saying? God never made one promise to an angel. But look at me. Beloved. Now. Are we the sons of God? I do it. Do it not yet appear. You can't walk through the wall. You can't disappear like the Gabriel. But guess what? They're listening to us. That through the church. They understand the manifold wisdom of God. So. Promises are not made unto angels. Unto which of the angels that he said. You are my son this day have I begotten you. But he said that to you and I. He adopt us. We are sons of God. Hallelujah. That's why you shout. That's why you praise God. That's why you become a servant. And his servant shall see his face. Oh God to look upon his face. To see him. So let me go on quickly back to Romans. For by grace. Go back to Romans chapter 1. Because I want to get on a little more ahead. I'm trying to wind it down by tonight. Um, he declared to be. The son of God with power. According to the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection. From the dead. By whom we have received grace and apostleship. For obedience. To the faith among all nations for his name. Among whom he are also the called of Christ. Jesus Christ. In, to all that be in Rome. Beloved of God called to be saints. Are, are called saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we, we're still focusing on this, uh, 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 this uh, Dave, son of David and also son of God. How he became the son of God. It was the son of God that he was not first the son of David, then he became the son of God. But he was the son of God and he became the son of David. Uh, hold all your fingers there and go to Jeremiah. The uh, 23rd chapter. Well, there's so many scriptures. And, uh, 23rd chapter of Jeremiah. Um, let me see. I don't know the verse. So I have to turn. In, in uh, Jeremiah 23. Verse. Um, oh, verse 5. Okay. Go there now. Verse 5. Jeremiah 23. Verse 5 says. Behold. The days come. Said the Lord. That I will raise unto David a righteous branch. A son of David. Remember? Son of David. He is a, he is a, he's a righteous branch. A righteous branch. Uh, and a king shall reign and prosper. And shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. That's Jesus. That's Mary's child. That's he that became flesh. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he likewise partook of the same. Why? Why? 
to redeem them that was under the law, to destroy him that has the powers of death. So the next verse, in his day, in his days, Judah shall be saved. That means when he take over to reign, they can be saved now, but you know, he's going to have to break them down. And Israel shall dwell safely. That's the kingdom. And this is his name whereby he shall be called. I already know his name. That he will be called in the kingdom. What is his name? The Lord our righteousness. And who are we? Who are we now? We are the righteousness. We are called by his name. We are the righteousness of God through him. Through Christ. Okay so. Uh, that's a beautiful scripture that you need to just underline that and and mark that scripture. Then you go to um, what? Uh, oh, this is this, you're gonna have to read that because it's a long. First uh, Samuel 17. Write that down, and you have to read it for yourself. Where God promised David to give him a son. First Samuel 17 from 1 to 27. It will take my the rest of my time I have, so uh, we might get on that tonight. Then Luke. Chapter 1, 30 to 35. Anybody have that up? Put that up for me. Luke, chapter 1, start about verse 30 to verse uh, 35. And well, what does it say? And the angel said unto her, that's to Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus or Emmanuel, wonderful counselor and so on. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest, God. That's the father, none higher than God. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. See, so the devil was a liar. He wanted to give the kingdom to Christ, but God is the one that will give him. Amen? And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Did we read that in Jeremiah? We just gave it a scripture, right? And of his kingdom there shall be no hand. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, Who? The Holy Ghost, which is the power of God, the same Holy Ghost that caused him to be conceived in the womb was the same one that resurrected him. It's called the Spirit of Holiness. And if the same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, what's going to happen to you? It's going to raise you also up. Amen. And you'll be seated in heavenly places. See, you go from glory to glory to glory. It's from one heaven glory to another heaven glory to another heaven glory. See? Are you following me? From glory to glory. You got to go through the church, the hark. Right now, the hark. Can't get in the kingdom without the church. The church is the vehicle. That's why you need a church. Where two or three are gathered together, that's a church. You call on the name of the Lord. Am I finished with this? His name shall be called the old, uh, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing, what is a holy child, which shall be born of thee, shall be called the son of God. The son of the seed of the woman. See? The seed of the woman is also called the son of the living God. Somebody, I don't understand. You sit there hearing such a word. Now, let me, let me go on a little bit more here and say that uh, uh, in First, um, first uh, Timothy chapter 3, put that one up there. Start at verse 15. Maybe tonight I might go to... First Samuel, just read that through because that's too good to rush through. But between now and then, you can read that. But in First Timothy three, let's all read this together. But reverse what? Fifteen. Okay. But if I tarry long, that means hold on. If I tarry long, 
Pastor was not able to make it to church today or tomorrow or so. You have to go out of town. Well, I'll stay home. I can't go. No, no, you don't do that. That's the way you even go faster and quicker to church to help the church. Okay. Uh, but if I tarry long, are, are you, did, did, I, did you understand what I'm saying? When the pastor is not here, oh, it's a good time not to be in church. No, it's a bad time not to be in church. Well, I don't think so. If he goes, then I can go too. Well done, thou good. It, 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 it takes a lot to, to be a man or a woman of God. To get, a, to get something, or to be established in God takes a lot. Because you, you, you're being tested. And you don't even know you're being tested. Well, it's just that, you know, I'm, I'm God's favorite. No, you're not. We're not. We've got to prove ourselves to God. Amen. So he said, but if I tarry long, I didn't come when you think I should come. If I tarry long, that thou mayest know how to Thou orders to behave thyself in the house of God. That means the pastor wasn't there. They can still go to church and know how to behave. No gossip. Okay? If a pastor can't even go, and then something, the, the, the church all torn up. Because pastor, in other words, the cat is out. So what does the mouse do? The mouse play. You play around in the, in the house of God. You play think. Oh, pastor's not there. He'll never know. Yes, he will. It's called a discerning of spirit is calling the Holy One. Did you know that God has watchers? Ask Daniel. In Daniel, they call Holy Ones and the watchers that record actions. And he sees you. When you leave church, you put your Bible down like, Woo! too tired to read my Bible with the remote control. I think I relax before my television. Uh, you can relax. But you don't know the joy of the Lord and he refreshes you is your strength. We need to get our mind straightened out right. So, but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how to behave, the others to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, which is the church, not of the pastor, but of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Would you want to destroy the pillar and the ground of truth? Verse 16 says, and without, what, what, what's that word controversy? Argumentative. You know, you know, the pastor says something and you've got to debate him after. You are full of arguments. And your arguments don't amount to nothing. You, you're arguing because you're trying to show that the pastor was wrong. You, you're not holding up the pillar and ground of truth. You're arguing. Or you go around and tell people that, well, you know, pastor didn't interpret that scripture right. You should have listened to my interpretation, you little clown. What are you, what are you trying to prove? This, the, the church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. That's why you can't have a favorite. I'm a Peter. No, I'm a Paul. I like Cephas better. I like Jesus. I like better. No, that's not the way a church is built. Because we're all brethren. Saints of God. Beloved. Called. Chosen. And faithful. So without. Controversy. Without going around. Great is the mystery. See, that's something wonderful and great. A mystery. God has to reveal it to you. Otherwise, you're not going to understand. Great is the mystery of godliness. God, this is something to shout about. God was manifest in the flesh. That was God. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5 all the way down. He left the glory. Somebody said he left his divinity. He did not. He left the glory. But he was still the son of God. He never one day was not the son of God. Okay, he was the son of God. It's, it was uh, God, the God-man. The seed uh, of David was also the God-man. But he was not David's seed first. Read 1 Samuel chapter 7. All of it. 
God promised David a seed that would serve God and live and continue the house of David forever. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, declared to be the Son of God with power, justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. The angels saw him when he rose from the dead. And when he ascended to heaven right. The angels saw him when he was born. Preach on. To the Gentiles. Did Peter did it. Paul did it. I'm doing it right now. You're Gentiles. You were Gentiles carried away. But now you're Christian. Because there's only, there's only three races. You have the Jew. I mean, or Israel. Then you have the Gentiles. And then you have the Christian, born again, new new creation. Okay. God takes out of a people for his name. That's the new creation. They have to be born again to be in that race. If any man be in Christ, he's a new race, new creation. Seen of angels, preach on to the Gentiles, believe on in the world, receive up. In glory. Now he's right there in glory. But he's coming back on clouds of glory. Right? Jesus Christ is coming back. Riding on a. On a white horse. He's coming back. And he's coming back as. Uh, uh, I want a scripture in Matthew. If I can find it in closing. In in Matthew. The. Uh, hmm. Was it twenty-second? Um, About where the marriage? Uh, yeah, read that for me. Put that up there. Ma- Matthew uh, chapter in closing. Matthew chapter twenty-two. Remember the king that made it, the great feast. I just want to read that. What verse? Start at verse one. Okay, let's all read this. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again this parable and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king. This certain king was God. Father, which made a marriage for his son, Jesus. Son of God. See, the son, I'm proving. See, son of David, son of God. But he was first the son of God before the son of David. And sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. Well, it goes all the way back. The prophets were calling. Even Moses gave a call. Joshua gave a call. Choose this day and all that coming through there. Then they, he sent out the apostles after. Servants, the prophets. He sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. The Israel was bidden to the wedding. Remember? Read the Old Testament. I mean, God was even, Ezekiel 16, married to Israel. But there's a divorce. But there's going to be a remarriage. And sent for his servants to call them. That were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. Notice. And they were called. But they would not come. Again. He sent for other servants saying. Tell them which are bidden. Behold I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fattening are kings, Olaf. I prepared my dinner. You've got it. A big old steak. Roast. The whole word of God. Total word. John 6. Was it? Eat my flesh, drink my blood. The oxen. My dinner. is prepared for you. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word. That proceeded out of the mouth of God. I have prepared my dinner. My oxen. Who's that oxen? Huh? Read, read, read uh, in the Old Testament the oxen. It's Jesus Christ is the oxen, the strong ox that pull us from under the law. He pulls us out of sin. That's the strong ox. Remember? Face of an oxen, face of a man, face of a lion, face of an eagle. The oxen is Christ. 
I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fatling are killed. He he provided everything. He killed his ox, the, the, uh, his fatling. Who is the fatling? That's Jesus Christ. And when he died, what happened? Look at you being justified. Hmm? Is that a feast? Being sanctified. Huh? Redeemed. Washed in the blood. Feasting on the lamb. And you are going to be glorified if you continue running the race. Uh-huh. And all things. Do you notice? And all things are ready. Oh, if I could only have a dream and I see an angel. That's why you go off track. Oh, God told me this. That's why you go off track. It's fattening. He's ready. Are you eating it? I just had a dream. And you can't follow the word, but you follow the dream. That's why you're in this bad condition. You know, there's a lot of people go to bed and get a little dream. And they go by that. God told them in a dream. The word, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers for the perfecting of the Not a dream. You can't go by a dream. Well, it's got to be wonderful. It's got to be true. My dream is right. You know how many times I have a dream? I dreamt that I was eating a nice steak and I woke up hungry. Have you ever dreamt that you found a bag of money? Why, when you wake up, what happened? Did you have the money? No, but this one was special. The voice that you want to hear is from the Word. Well, you need—you have a lot to learn. We have a lot to learn. We have a lot to learn. Why didn't he say your young men will have visions? Well, go to the Bible and see what the visions are. And your, your, your old men dream dreams. He's not just talking about you going, you snoring, and you get something in your mind. You guys stand the word of God. That's a dream. Everything is from the word of God. And then the oxen that treaded out the corn. And my fatlings. You know, not the little meager or scrawny uh, cows that came up after and ate up all the fat. The fatlings are, are killed. Alright, alright. Wisdom at build her house. You know that wisdom is Christ. She built her house and you know her. She you know her seven, uh, seven pillars. Hmm? She killed her bees in Proverbs 9. And you know her seven pillars. That's, that's it. The house that wisdom built. You can't just go into any house. You got to go to the house of that wisdom built. It's, it's one thing to know the word of God. That change you. Somebody's got to preach something that you've never heard before or hear like that. And you begin to see yourself. Because serving God is not a game. Your soul is more important than anything or everything in the world. That's why the devil is after it. The devil don't care much about your house or nothing. He wants your soul. But mercy. Reach down. Otherwise your soul will be cast away. Let me close here. Tell them which are bidden. Behold I have prepared my dinner. Now this is God appealing to the human family. To you and I. And my oxen. That's Christ. Dying on the cross. And my fatling. God has no fatter richer than Jesus Christ. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are completing him. He's the fatness of God. Are killed. He died on Calvary. And all things are ready. Everything. It is finished. It's done. When Christ died, he says, come. Children, have you any meat? They didn't have any. He said, come. And he prepared all things. Are killed. And all things are ready. It's in the word of God. Anything you want, it's in the Bible. The fact, this is the fact link. This is right now. You want to get a truth, a revelation, a knowledge? You want to know how to walk in the word of God? You're fine. And he's give you instruments. Do you want to obey them? I don't know. I know more. Go ahead. 
there's only two ways. There's only two ways. And there's only two kind of preachers. One that's going to tell you the truth and one that's going to fool you. You know, he's pretty and he's nice and he's so sweet. Is that what you want? My, my teacher used to say, Mr. Little Lord Fontley Roy. That's the kind of preacher some people want. You know, a, a playboy. He's just nice and so on. No, no. You want somebody who's going to get down to business and sit down let's talk about the word of God. Are you going to find a change? You're going to find you begin to love God more. And God begin to talk to you from the word. A scripture pop in your mind and oh my God, that was God. Not some little yay, 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 yay. You want the word. If my yay and my nay, whatever it is, is not from the word of God, don't take it. It's too serious. So, this is not a joke. What went for the early apostles did for us today. And Paul was dead serious about souls. I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed. And all things are ready. Come. Unto the marriage. That's a marriage. It's resulted in Revelation 19. The marriage of the Lamb. Jesus Christ is going to have a bride. But she made herself ready. How? Her garment has to be knitted. What do you think I'm doing right now? Knitted. And if you move, the needle is going to stick you. Stand still. I'm getting your sleeve now. I, I, I'm kind of... I got to stand still. Okay? The needle is going to stick you. Because she wears a garment of Needlework, fine needlework, fine needlework. God's not joking. Before it's over, if it's not you, it's still going to be a crowd that nobody can number. But I want to be in it, don't you? I want to be in what God's doing. I want to follow God. We want to build a church. We want to go ahead and sing. Go ahead and shout. Go ahead and praise God. I don't blame you. Hallelujah. Amen. We must be, hallelujah, I feel like shouting. I feel like glorifying God. Let's just stand up right here and praise Him. Everybody clap your hands and reach out and